0: Next, the golden days of radio.
1: This is Frank Brizzy inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring comedian Joe Penner, Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks, Steve Allen, and the cast of It Pays to be Ignorant. One of the great comedians of the 30s was Joe Penner, and his weekly Sunday night show on CBS enjoyed a high rating with millions of listeners. Here's an excerpt of The Joe Penner Show in 1937.
2: You put that oil in the motor like I asked you to? Sure, Joey. I put in this whole can of French salad oil. French salad oil? No wonder
3: every time I play the horn, it plays the Marseillaise.
2: <laughs>
3: well, Russ, it looks like this is the place. Okay, let's stop here and camp for the night. Huh? Okay, Joe. Just pull off the side of the
4: road. Okay. <laughs> Well, come on, Russ. You and I'll look around. about you take care of the cooking.
5: Okay,
3: Joey. This is a beautiful spot. Oh, yeah. boy, what air. Yeah, just listen to this echo. Listen, Russ.
4: Hello. Hello. Yeah. Oh. How are you? How are you? That's wonderful. What's the good word? Eat Ward's tip-top bread. <laughs> That's the first echo I
3: ever heard that had a sponsor.
5: <laughs> well,
3: come on, Joe. Let's see if Susie has supper ready. I'm getting hungry. Me, too, Russ. There she is now. Say, Susie, what's the idea of all that oil on your face?
2: Well, Joey, the cookbook said to grease your pan before cooking. Oh. <laughs>
3: Never mind the cooking. Let's go over to that hotel and see if we can get accommodations for tonight. Say, that looks like a nice place. There's a sign. Yeah, look what it says The Fractured Arms Hotel. <laughs> Stop here, we'll give you a break.
2: <laughs> Let's go in, Jelly. Any part in the storm.
4: Yeah. Hey, there's nobody here. Wait, I'll ring the bell. How do you do? <laughs> Welcome to the Fractured Arms. We cater to high-class people. Well, that's fine, I'm Joe Penner. We also cater to riffraff.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Say look, mister, I'd like to get a room. Uh, what kind of room do you want? A single pingle or shmingle. Well, I want a room with a bath. I'll give you a room. What about the bath? What do you think this is, a summer resort?
2: I don't think I like this place, Joey. Oh,
4: don't say that. Our rooms are so clean, you could eat from them. Well, how about sleeping in them? Mm, that I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> to check in here or not? If you're checking in, you got to register. Oh. I will sign your name. You will? I don't think you can spell. I bet you don't even know the alphabet. Who don't know the alphabet? A, B, C. Go on. There's more. Of
5: <laughs>
4: course, there's more. Now listen. First, give Susie a room. All right. Charlie, make up a room for Susie And then I want another room for Ross. Okay Charlie, make up a room for Ross.
0: And I want another
4: room for myself Of course Charlie, make up a room for Penner All right, folks, follow me Hey, where are you going? To make up the rooms, I'm Charlie (laughs) (laughs) But uh, don't you worry I'll give you a beautiful suite of rooms. Well, I can't take it. Why not? Doctor's orders. I have to stay away from sweets. That's very funny, That's very funny. Never mind. Let's look at the rooms. Huh? All right. Now, everybody, step into the elevator.
5: Go,
4: sir. Careful. Up we go. Hey, wait a minute. Why do you stop between the first and second floors? I always stop between one and two. That's my lunch hour. Okay. Up we go again. All right, everybody
5: else.
4: (laughs) Penner, this is your room. It's a beautiful room with big, lovely windows, lovely rugs, a wonderful bed, and all the modern facilities. Only the electric lights don't work. (laughs) Well, maybe there's something wrong with the bulbs. You got to have bulbs. (laughs) That's oh, it's a lovely room. You know, this is a wonderful hotel. Yes. It is the finest place of its kind in the world. Yes. We got every modern convenience, but only one thing is missing. Only one thing missing? What's that? Come on, follow me. <laughs> hey, we just fell into the basement. Now I know what's missing. Step, stop. <laughs>
1: The original funny girl was Fanny Bryce. The motion picture starring Barbara Streisand was based on her life. Fanny Bryce was also featured on a weekly radio program in which she played the part of a nine-year-old child named Baby Snooks. Here, with Hanley Stafford as daddy, is Fanny Bryce as the lovable Baby Snooks.
6: Toreador, oh, Toreador. Snooks, we're going to have a great adventure in music this evening. Oh,
2: I want to go to the movie
6: nonsense you love the opera it's colorful and exciting
2: well i ain't
6: excited well listen to what you're going to hear <laughs> just listen a Torreador, oh Torreador. well does that convince you
2: yeah i want to go to the movie
6: <laughs> that's the attitude i'd expect from you
2: eight and nine
6: snook stop counting the steps
2: I'm not, daddy. I'm counting the balconies.
6: Well, stop it. We've only got two more to go. Steps? No, balconies.
2: Mm, I don't like the opera, Daddy. You
6: haven't seen it yet. and stop complaining. Opera happens to be one of the highest forms of art.
2: Well, I don't like it. Well, why? It's too high.
6: Well, that's too bad. The orchestra seats were too expensive. Why? Well, it's always that way. The lower seats are higher. <laughs>
2: The lower seats are Higher?
6: Yes And the higher seats are lower The lower you go, the higher you go But the higher is lower You see, the lower the seats And the lower you go, the higher the seats
2: Imagine that
6: For instance, the orchestra is always higher than the balcony Now, do you understand?
2: Yeah The orchestra sits on the roof
6: No No the audience sits in the orchestra.
2: Where does the orchestra sit?
6: Listen, Costello. <laughs> let's drop the whole thing. You know, dear, I've always had an affinity for fine music. Yeah. The last time I was at the opera, I was single. Mm-hmm. I brought your mother here. Oh, what a beautiful memory. The opera? No, being single.
2: <laughs>
6: oh, come on, Snooks. The curtain's going up. This is where our seats are.
2: I don't see our seats.
6: Well, they're not reserved. You sit anywhere you want to.
2: Anywhere I want to?
6: Yes. Get off that lady's lap. But you said that... Never mind. Oh. Quiet. Unissimo, please. Oh, the opera started. <laughs> Look, uh, maybe we can get a couple of single seats.
2: There's an empty one right there, in front.
6: Oh, yes.
2: And there's another empty one way up behind that post.
6: Ah. Well... Looks as if one of us is going to sit behind a post.
2: I wonder which one.
6: Snooks, you don't think I take advantage of you just because you're a child, do you? Well, do you? Don't I? All right, I'll leave it up to you. Sit in whichever seat you want to.
2: I'll sit right down here.
6: On the other hand, Snooks, you have better eyes than I have.
2: You have a longer neck. And I. For
6: that remark, you can go sit behind the post.
2: That's my daddy. Go ahead.
6: I'll see you during the intermission. What? Quiet. Pianissimo, yeah. oh. please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Well, oh, thank heavens I'm rid of her. Now I can enjoy the opera in peace.
0: Daddy! Oh no, not that.
6: Yo-ho. I'll ignore her. Is that brat your daughter? No. Mm, yes, I am. <laughs> Will you please shut her up? You shut her up. You shut her up or I'll shut you up. Pianissimo, please.
5: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: Whatever it is, it can wait. No, it can't. <laughs> oh. I
5: want a glass of water.
6: <laughs> now come on down and sit on my lap. Sorry I brought you here in the first place.
2: This is a wonderful opera, Daddy. What is it?
6: It's Haida, can't you hear? Don't you see that foreign setting? Yeah. The elephants will appear any minute.
2: Hmm, there's one now.
6: That's Signor (laughs) Scalapini. Listen to that voice. Someday you might grow up to be just like him. that's good. Oh, you like the idea? Yeah,
2: I always wanted to be a fat man with a beard. Oh. Be quiet. Look, there's another elephant.
6: That's the prima donna. They call her the Canary of the West. Why? Well, she sings like a canary. She looks like a canary. She can do anything a canary can do.
2: Can she to lay a little blue egg?
6: Stop that.
2: Who's that singer over there?
6: That's an elephant. Keep quiet. <laughs> Why can't you sit still and listen to the opera?
2: Shut up. You shut
6: up. Pernissimo, please.
1: During the early days of television, Steve Allen presented a weekly one-hour special for all the country to enjoy. And one of his outstanding features was his man-on-the-street interviews.
0: And our question tonight... I can hardly wait to see him. Our question tonight is about humor. What the heck is it anyway? When all of a sudden now that makes people laugh? Let's find out now as we meet our first man in the street. There he is. Well, I, I, I'm i Gordon Hathaway. I'm from Manhattan, and I'm the original boy on a dolphin. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hosty Barino. Hey, you, Gordon. Tell me, are you ready for tonight's question about humor? Humor. Well, even though your lonely heart is breaking, laugh, clown, laugh. (laughs) Pack
4: up your troubles in your old briefcase and smile, smile, smile.
0: Sort of a little medley. Uh, Well... Let's chuckle it up, old noble thing from outer space. (laughs) All right, Gordon, here it is. Just what is it that makes you laugh? Well, naturally, my sense of humor is different from other people's. Mm -hmm. I've found that I just don't laugh at the same things that everybody else laughs at. Oh, and uh, what does everybody else laugh at? At me. (laughs) Have you been talking about me, Humpty Dumpty? No, no. 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 farthest thing from my mind if Uh, I even had one. Well, let's move along now. And there seems to be a lady on the street. What is your name, madam?
2: My name is Barbara Garber. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm a gym teacher.
0: Uh-huh. All right, Ms. Garber. Here is our question. What makes you laugh?
2: Well, my husband gives me a boot now and then.
0: He's kind of a funny guy, huh?
2: No, he just gives me a boot now and then.
0: Well, now let's get back to the question, Ms. Garber. No jokes. What makes you laugh?
2: Well, uh... I always enjoy a good joke. A uh-huh. good funny joke makes me laugh. Say, I just heard a caulker. You want to hear it?
0: Yes, we'd love to.
2: It's a scream. All right. Every time I think of it, I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Will
0: you hear it? Yeah. Well, uh, we're waiting, Mrs. Garber. <laughs> Must be a very funny story. <laughs> would you? Tr- would you try? It? <laughs> Well, I guess our time is up Thanks very much, anyway And it must have been thanks an awful lot but... <laughs> Hey, what are you laughing at? I know the story <laughs> All right, let's move along What is your name, sir?
5: <laughs>
0: now, look, we have this trouble all the time Let me put it to you this way Were you ever in the Army? Why, yes, I was All right, good Now, in the Army, they have a roll call every morning, right? Yes, I remember that Good And when they got to your name, what did they say? K.P. Thanks a lot. Never mind, sir. Well, uh, you can call me K. Yeah, let it go. We'll get right on. You brought it up. Yeah, I'm I'm putting it down. Now, sir, what makes you laugh? Well, uh, I've got a lot of funny friends. They make me laugh. Friends like Gus Bavona and Niles Lishness and ace brigode and george savori and uh, gunner back i could name a dozen more well tell me sir how is it you can remember all your friends names but can't remember your own that's simple
1: i'm not a friend of (laughs) mine
0: well thank you very much sir
1: We come now to one of the best and one of the funniest quiz shows ever to be broadcast. The questions were absurd, and no one on the panel ever had the right answer. It's Tom Howard, George Shelton, Lula McConnell, and Harry McNaughton with It Pays to be Ignorant. Thank
3: you. And now, who is our next contestant, please?
0: Our next contestant, Mr. Howard, is a very lovely and charming young lady. Seaman first class. Wilma Stoddard of the Spar.
3: Fine. Yes? That's just fine. Good evening, Miss Stoddard, and we are very glad you came up. How do you feel this evening, Miss Stoddard?
5: Just a little bit frightened.
3: Well, don't be frightened. There's nothing to be frightened of. Just keep your face turned my way and you won't see them. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't blame you at all, Bibba. Be... Kiss around him and she wants oh, him to. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Let's get on here. Where's your hometown? Would you care to tell us, Miss Stoddard?
5: Walla Walla, Washington. Walla
3: Walla Washington. Oh, yeah. Walla Walla. Very nice place. Well, it must be. They named it twice. I see. <laughs> yes, sir, I remember Walla Walla quite well. I played that town. I played there in 1902. I was three years old at the time. If you were three years old, you were in your second childhood. (laughs) Thank you, Miss McConnell. Oh, I I, I spent uh, two lovely weeks vacation there. In Walla Walla? No, Coney Island, Coney Island. Coney Island. (laughs) Under the boardwalk.
5: Uh Uh-huh. A week on each island,
3: I suppose. (laughs) As I started to say, I went down to the station the day I went to Walla Walla. And I discovered after I got there I didn't have enough money to pay my fare, so I just bought a ticket to Walla. You say it was cheap. <laughs> well, we are certainly glad to have how long have you been in New York?
5: About five days.
3: What are you doing? Just on a visit or on leave? Or no,
4: something? sir, I'm on leave.
3: Oh, you're on leave. Okay. Are you enjoying yourself?
4: Very much so. Well,
3: that's nice. Have you ever been to New York before?
4: No,
5: sir, I haven't.
3: Oh, this is the first time. That's right. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, how do you like New York?
5: I think it's wonderful.
3: You do fine. <laughs> great. I'm glad to hear sure, it. Uh, what are you doing after the show? Well, never mind me. <laughs> <laughs> she Mr. has a great opinion of New York. Let her keep it, will you, Miss? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna get it in if it kills me, you know.
3: Well, I was gonna say something, Mr. McGribble. I was about to say that Miss Stoddard is a very charming lady. Oh, very I lovely thought, girl. I, I imagine I agree with you, And too. me with small eyes. I see. <laughs> she's so refreshing, so relaxed, she's so restful. She must sleep on on in a spring mattress. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'm afraid your dentist didn't give you a very good fit on your new teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Never mind what kind of a mattress she must sleep on. I wonder how we could find out. Will you cut it <laughs> Will you stop embarrassing the young lady? Uh, what did you do before you entered the service, uh, Miss uh, Stoddard?
4: I did commercial artwork.
3: Commercial artwork. That's right. That is, drawing and sketching of different things for advertising purposes, is that, that right? That's right, sir. I see. My my cousin used to be an art uh, sketcher like that. He he made dollar bills.
5: <laughs> he made
3: one mistake. He forgot himself and put sunglasses on Washington. <laughs> uh, I, I used to be an
6: artist, too, Mr. Howard. Yeah.
3: I used to draw flies. I imagine. I <laughs> imagine. You're still working at it. Well, we're very glad to have you with us, I'm sure. Uh, did you say you had a girl, too, Miss? Yeah, I got a girl. Oh, yeah. sir, I didn't say it. How do you have been my mail or something? You mind your own business. Yes, I got a girl. Oh, I see. Nice girl named Oli. Oli,
5: yeah,
3: yeah. You say Yeah, Oli O'Margerine, yeah. <laughs> of course, she's just a substitute. I oh, never
5: mind.
3: This time, will you reach into the dunce cap there and pick out a question for us, please? And would you be good enough to read the question, if you don't mind?
5: What does a motorcycle cop ride on?
3: That's very good. You heard the question, what does a motorcycle cop ride on? What does a motorcycle cop ride on? Right. Would you mind repeating the question, what does a motorcycle cop ride on? Ain't that awful? You repeat, look, Mr. McNaughton, how did they ever keep you out of the home for the feeble minded Politics, just dirty
0: politics.
5: (laughs) The
3: question is, what does a motorcycle cop ride on? I should know the answer to that. My brother-in-law was once connected with the police. In what way? By a pair of handcuffs My man <laughs> oh, my What was he arrested for? Fragrancy Fragrancy You mean vagrancy I mean fragrancy He stole five bottles of perfume My man My old man's in
2: jail again Oh really? What for? For rocking me to sleep
3: Oh, uh, how could they put him in jail For just rocking you to sleep? But you should see the size of the rocks he used <laughs> hey, Is he out yet? No, they put him in solitary confinement. Yeah, what for? They caught him making toast on the electric chair. <laughs> I better use currant jelly on the toast too. Oh, please, please. Miss McConnell. Currant jelly—that's terrible. Miss McConnell, I'm not interested in your old man. Well, I should hope you wouldn't be. Look, haven't none of you ever seen—haven't none of you ever seen a motorcycle cop? Oh, rather, Mister Howard, I have. I saw one last Sunday. Fine. What was he riding on? Highway 35. Highway. 35. <laughs> The tall chap had long eyelashes. All right. I've often wondered, you know, Mr. Howard, what's the mi- the white line in the middle of the highway for? Oh, that's for bicycles. That's for bicycles. <laughs> the question, the question is about motorcycle cops. I met one of those motorcycle cops once. Yes. He gave me a ticket for going 20 miles an hour. Yeah, but the speed limit is 35 miles an hour. Yeah, but not on the sidewalk. <laughs> You know, they have a new law out now for motorists. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, any car going
5: 60 miles an hour has got to have a driver. Well, folks,
3: that brings us right up to the finish line, so says uh, Mr. Pallady. So we'll just have to call it quits until this time next week. We'd like to have you all to listen again. Now here's that gargling baritone to tell you just what we mean when we say,
4: It pays to be ignorant, to be dumb, to be just, to be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant just like me.
1: that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Have you ever heard of an acronym? That's a word that's made up of the initials of several other words. It won't work with the Golden Days of Radio, of course, but the North Atlantic Treaty Organization is better known as NATO. The military-affiliated radio service is MARS, and CONUS is the acronym for Continental United States. And for those of you who want to learn while you serve your country, here's another acronym that should sound familiar. USAFI, U-S-A-F-I. Those are the initials of the college with the worldwide campus, the United States Armed Forces Institute. Haven't heard of it? Then it's time you found out what USAFI can do for you. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week at this time for more from Radio's Golden Days. is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.